When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means six flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride. Like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. Hello, Pop Talks fam. Welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. So much good energy all around today because if you know, you know, it's your girl's birthday. David's here. He made the trek from London all the way to the US of A. So I am feeling fan-freaking-tastic. We got a great show for you. Let me tell you, we're going to do a deep dive today on Tracy Johnson and the situation with Tiki Barber. Whoa. You might be thinking, I don't really know that much about her. We're going to learn today. And there's a lot to discuss about that relationship. But before I get started, you know, I did mention that David's here. Super excited that he was able to make it for my birthday, but he almost didn't. I almost lost my freaking marbles, you guys. Listen to this. So, you know, David was in Tulum, Mexico last week. I was all bent out of shape because I was like, man, I would love to be on the beach. Instead, I'm in Snowmageddon, 3.0 in Northeast Ohio with a Chevy Cruze. You can imagine how well that went. So Dave was sending me lots of videos from Tulum, soaking up the sun. He flew back to London Friday and then Monday he flew back here to the States. So you can imagine my shock, horror, fear when I don't hear from him on Saturday. And when I do hear from him on Saturday, he tells me that he is violently throwing up, that he feels sick to his stomach, headache, backache, chills, cough. I'm like, you have got to be freaking kidding me. I mean, everyone's thinking it. He's got COVID. I'm like, you're joking. David is supposed to come here in two days and he caught COVID again. He just had it in December, same time I had it. He just got his booster. You know, he's always taking the most precautions out of anybody I know. So I'm like, what are the freaking chances? He's going to go to Mexico. He's going to get COVID. And then he's not going to be able to come to the United States. He was MIA for like four hours. Okay. So I talked to him at like 9 a.m. And you have to remember we're on a five-hour time difference. So I'm used to you know, chunks of our day not being synced up. So I talked to him at 9 a.m. He's like, I'm so sick. I'm like, oh my gosh, we'll go to sleep. And then four or five hours go by and I'm like, uh, I think I need to check on him. He lives alone. I worry. Okay. I'm a worry wart. So I call him and he's like in a pitch black room. I woke him up. I felt bad. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wake you up. Like drink something. You know, I don't want you to be dehydrated. It's like, okay. Yeah. I need to get up anyways or I'll sleep all day. Another five hours go by. Same thing. I'm like, is he 
not going to make it? Like, I'm seriously concerned. Long story short, he got a COVID test the next day. I mean, he had to get COVID tests to be on the plane. He had to get COVID tests as soon as he got off the plane from Mexico. So he's like, I just tested myself literally eight hours ago and was negative. There's no way I have COVID again. And so he had to take another one to get on a plane to the United States on Sunday. That one was negative. So I think he had about a food poisoning because he's he's fine now and he's feeling great. So crisis averted. Let's get into what you're here for. The pop three. Can we start with Kimye just so we can get it over with? Oh my Lord sakes almighty. The back and forth of Kim and Kanye. So here's the latest that you might have missed. You know, this all started with Kanye being upset that North was on TikTok. Kim finally said something on Instagram. It was like very long. I did a video about it on my page in case you missed it. I I cannot rehash it. Like my brain just cannot. But apparently they were on good terms. And then he posted another screenshot a couple days ago that said, I still need a public apology from the entire family for this. You give everything you got to someone, then they try to bully you and then say they won't apologize. It's up till they all take accountability. Every woman there, including Corey. I'm sorry. It's not right to laugh, but I laughed at that a little bit. Okay. Don't judge me for it. So this apparently was about Kim not giving him the address to Chicago's birthday. And get this. He not only tagged the entire family, but also several famous people like Ellen DeGeneres, Jeff Bezos, Hillary Clinton. It just doesn't make any sense. It was quickly deleted. But of course, we got the screenshots. Then on Monday night, this is very odd in my opinion, Kendall Jenner and Travis Scott were with Kanye at Nobu in Malibu for a Donda 2 listening party, which the new album comes out February 22nd. We'll come back to that in just a second. Doesn't that just seem a little bit bizarre that they would have all this commotion, if you will, over the weekend? And then Monday night, Kendall is like, yeah, I'm going to go to this listening party. I want to go to Nobu. Villain hungry. Anyways, Kanye brought a Kim Kardashian lookalike to the party. Her name was, it's either Chaney or Shaney. I'm not sure. Jones. People were confused. I mean, con freaking confused. Page six reporting that Kanye and Julia are in an open relationship. And that's why this girl was there. So then today, Kanye posted a photo of the kids and Kim with the caption that says, God, please bring our family back together. It's all just sad. And I'm hoping that it's not getting to a scary place because I'll be honest, when I saw the headline, you know, Kanye West says Kim put a hit out on him. I'm like, this is turning really, really bad. And it's like everything that Kanye said he was trying to protect his family from, at least in the sense of the kids, He's now opening them up to more hurtful things, which is definitely something that Kim Kardashian touched on. A couple things to notice here. The teaser we got for the new album, Donda 2, it's a picture of a house on fire, okay? Literally, the house is burning from the inside out. And it seems like every time Kanye is about to come out with a new album, something like this happens. I don't know if it's just something to get people talking. If that's the case, like, come on, Kanye get it together. This is below the belt. And I feel like it's so below the belt that he wouldn't do that. But you don't know. He also has mental illnesses and he's dealt with it in the past. And we've seen this road before. And I'm just praying that it ends up 
on a more positive note for everybody. I mean, at the end of the day, and let's just for one second put the mental illnesses aside. Kim and Kanye are now reaping what they have sowed as a celebrity couple. Now, I'm not saying either of them deserve this, but let's just look at it very black and white. Kanye is upset with Kim for letting North on TikTok at eight years old. Kim Kardashian, who has made an entire career, life, business model out of making everything always public, every aspect of her life public. Did Kanye think that her kids would be any different? And then on the other hand, with Kanye, he's always been very vocal. I feel like, I know I said we would leave the mental illnesses aside, but I feel like it's been worse as of late. But in the past, Kim's like, you know, I like that he's a free thinker. I like that he, you know, nobody can tell Kanye what to think or what to say. Kim didn't have any issue when Taylor Swift was the target. And back then I was team Kanye just because I've never been a Swifty. Look, don't come for me. I'm coming around to Taylor Swift. I like her music. But Kim never thought that she would be the target, and now she is. And now she doesn't like it. Okay, that's enough with Kimye for the day. I put them first so I could get out over with. Let's move on to a little Bachelor news. All the girls are coming for Clayton. Every girl is coming for Clayton. Lindsay went viral this week after being eliminated to weigh in on Clayton's apology to Eliz <laughs> is what I wrote in all capital letters, E-L-I-Z, period. I'm sure that means Elizabeth. He wrote this long apology saying, had I known that Shanae was making fun of Elizabeth for being neurodivergent, I would have sent her home immediately. So in case you're not a Bachelor watcher, because I know some people don't watch, Elizabeth and Shanae had been fighting they just were butting heads and Shanae's like, you don't look at me when I talk to you. And Elizabeth is like, sometimes it's hard for me to focus because I have ADHD. And Shanae just went on a rampage about, you know, ADHD and all that stuff. It was really gross. So then Clayton came out with this apology. Like, had I known that that's what Shanae was doing, I would have sent her home. So Lindsay was like, well, sir, actually... I told you what was happening and you kept her around. So according to Lindsay, she said after the Baywatch date, Clayton chose to spend their one-on-one time, Lindsay and Clayton, asking about the drama regarding Shanae. Lindsay said, and this is a quote from her TikTok that she did, when someone is mocking and making fun of someone's mental disabilities, that's crossing the line. Okay. And so she's like, Clayton, you knew that this was happening because I told you and you still kept her. So I always like to look at things from both sides. On one hand, if the lead always makes a decision off of hearsay every time something comes up, you know, there would be no one left. On the other hand, this is next level. You know, like this is not something to sweep under the rug. It's not like, oh, she said that, you know, she entertains men for money a la Anna on Matt James season. He was more upset about the trophy. Clayton really was upset about the trophy. (laughs) He's like, I I cannot stand behind the behavior of you throwing the trophy. 10 minutes later, he was like, did you throw the trophy? Like, yes, she threw the trophy. Who freaking cares? I think Clayton's having a really tough time. I mean, he's said that, 
he's having a hard time watching it back because I think he really, really cares what other people think of him. I think he's trying to please everybody, which you can't, especially, you know, as the bachelor, somebody's going to love you. Somebody's going to hate you. It just is what it is. And I think that that's a reason why he was chosen because producers are like, okay, well, this guy really cares what people think. And I don't want to say he's easily manipulated, but I think that he is. And I think we are seeing that in real time. And the girlies are coming for him. Guns a-blazing. The women's hell-all will be very interesting, I must say. Okay, let's move on to headline number three, the last in our pop three this week. Naomi did her first interview about Matul's cheating scandals. Naomi Olindo, she was introduced to us on Southern Charm as Craig's girlfriend. They broke up on the show. She started dating a guy by the name of Matul. She essentially quit the show for him because he didn't like it. They packed up and moved to New York, and then she found out that he was cheating on her. So Naomi did an interview with the Skinny Confidential to talk about their breakup for the first time. Basically what everything had come out in the press, you know, that she saw the messages. She said she was done immediately. She came back home. Some new things that we learned is that she said she had to beg Bravo to allow her to come back to Southern Charm. Then they discussed the Craig of it all because we remember the Dumois blind that said they saw Craig and Naomi getting out of an elevator together in Las Vegas very shortly after Naomi was single. And at the time Craig was single on the pillows and beer podcast, Craig said, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And he kind of left it at that. Naomi said on the skinny confidential, when it comes to Craig, she says, I don't know how to answer this. You'll just have to watch the show. I guess I aired it all out on there. So doing some internet sleuthing pagey, does not follow Naomi, but Naomi does follow Paige. And Naomi said in this podcast interview that she really likes Paige. So Samantha Bush did an article on the dip about this. And I liked what she said when she said, in 2022, you actively choose to not follow somebody, especially, you know, Paige and Naomi. We know that they've met. We know that Paige is going to be on the upcoming season of Southern Charm. And Patricia last week commented on an Instagram post. The post was a, a clip of a summer house scene. And she said, if you think this is dramatic, wait until you see Southern Charm. Which remember what I told you last week about how if one show is successful, the other show is successful because of all the crossover. When I saw Pat's comment, I was like, this confirms last week's deep dive theory that they are maybe exploiting the Craig and Kristen situation for better ratings. The Kristen situation is getting more people to watch Summer House. The Paige and Craig situation is going to get more people to watch Southern Charm. And at the end of the day, when the shows do better, they're more successful. I really miss Southern Charm. I can't wait. All right, you guys. That is this week's Pop 3. We'll be right back with The Deep Dive. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Every single week on my Instagram at Morgan P Talks, I open up the floodgates for whatever y'all want to talk about. 
This week, it's Tracy Johnson, who is the newest housewife of New Jersey. There is some major tea when it comes to her and her relationship with her husband, Tiki Barber. Let's go to Kamira. She's got this week's deep dive question. Hey, Morgan. Happy birthday, sis. This is your girl, Karima from Philly. I just need to know what is going on with Tracy Johnson from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay, they skated right over their whole scandal with her and Tiki on the season premiere. Like, what happened, girl? Spill the tea. Anyway, love you like a sis. Kamira, love you like a sis, and thank you so much. They sure did skate over it like freaking Christy Yamaguchi going for gold on the ice at the Olympics. So the new housewife in New Jersey, her name is Tracy Barber, Tracy Johnson, potato, potato, Tiki Barber's wife. He was a New York giant. They are friends with Melissa and Joe. So how did they meet? Before we figure out how they met, we first have to start with Tiki's ex-wife, Jenny. So Tiki married his first wife in 1993, and the couple had two sons together. According to Tiki, he and Jenny split in late 2009 after a decade of marriage and two and a half years of counseling. And then he and Tracy did not begin dating until January of 2020. However... Jenny gave birth to twins and she was eight months pregnant with those twins when Tiki filed for divorce in April of 2020. Here's how it was put on the show. We were introduced to Tracy and Tiki in episode one. Tracy said that Tiki was separated from his wife when she was eight weeks pregnant. She said they met at the Today Show and that Tiki and the ex had already been separated for four or five months. The question is, did they really meet at the Today Show? She called it a media circus surrounding allegations that the two had an affair. And Tiki was the one who actually got her the internship at the Today Show. So it's all very intertwined and juicy. So Tracy called it a media circus. Here's what the ringleaders were saying. I got the Oh, look who it is. It's David Preston walking through the door as we speak. Hon, you scared the life out of me. Say hi to the people real quick. Hello, people. Back in the land of the free. Okay, you don't have to get right up to the mic. You can leave now. (laughs) I got the majority of this info from a report done in 2010 by the New York Post. So according to the New York Post, Tracy's father actually bragged to friends that she babysat for Tiki Barber's kids while she was just an underage college student. So this is all alleged, but this is all coming from that New York Post article that was in 2010. Reportedly, he was sending her expensive presents. Now, it doesn't say if they met because she was the babysitter. All it says is that they were in communication while she was in school. He was sending her expensive presents, meeting her friends, even staying over in her dorm room. This is a quote from a source in that article said on her 21st birthday, he sent her 21 dozen roses to her dorm. He also gave her a diamond and sapphire bracelet. This is while he's still married to the ex-wife. The source also said one night he sneaked into her dorm and stayed over the night. The next day, Tracy didn't want to let him out of her room to use the bathroom because she was worried someone would see him and catch them. 
Of course, there are two sides to every story. On the other side of the coin, there was a source in this article that said she absolutely positively never babysat the kids. But here's an interesting part. She did go to Mount St. Mary, where she received a degree in 2008. And this is in the article. Multiple sources, including a Mount St. Mary spokesman, said, Tracy Johnson's senior project was about Tiki Barber's line of children's books. And because of her project, Tiki Barber was invited by Mount St. Mary in the spring of 2008 to speak about his football career and retirement. He was also feeded with a steak dinner attended by Tracy, other students, and faculty. So there's the rumor mill behind the curtain, if you will. So she says that they met each other at the Today Show. When did Tiki Barger work at NBC? So after retiring from the NFL, Tiki began his second career as a television broadcaster. He immediately landed a role with NBC in which he contributed to the Today Show, covered sports for NBC, and hosted entertainment events for NBC Universal that started in 2007. Tracy then landed an internship in NBC's Today Show where Tiki Barber was a commentator. The bread trail, if you will, is that Tiki Barber actually got her this internship at the Today Show because he was already on it. He wrote her a letter of recommendation. That's that's the rumors, okay? She's like, no, that's actually where I met him. Same New York Post article, a source who knows her said, while she was interning at the Today Show, Tracy's direct boss, a producer, noticed that she was going out for lunch with Tiki. Tracy's boss told her, what do you think you're doing? You're just an intern. I don't want you going out to lunch with him in public. Okay, so other people are starting to catch on. And then around 2010, Tracy attended the Winter Olympics with Tiki, and he introduced her to people as his assistant. In 2010 is when this really all blew up. Tracy told Entertainment Tonight in August of 2010, Tiki and I became romantically involved when he was separated, and plenty of people who are separated have girlfriends and boyfriends. After this cheating scandal broke, his contract at NBC was not renewed in 2011. Tiki said, I had a bad marriage. I left. It doesn't mean I'm a bad father. I fell in love with someone else. You're walking down a path and you know it's not right. Do whatever it takes to change. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's violent. Mine was violent, but somehow it seems right. In dealing with life, whether it's divorce or pleasing the boss, sometimes it's just not in your hands. You're dealing with the emotions and realities of other people. Tiki Barber could have very easily been where Michael Strahan is today, but this cheating scandal kind of derailed him. And one week after his divorces finalized, Tiki and Tracy officially got married in July 2012 in New York City. So I'm very interested to see if they will talk about this anymore. I even went back and watched the scene of the episode in episode one, again, of the season of New Jersey, and they spent maybe 30 seconds on it. And what I find interesting is that Bravo is in the NBC family. Sure, it was however many years ago, but they knew who they were casting here. And I feel like if they don't talk about it more, it's going to be kind of bizarre, right? 
New Jersey always comes out like guns a blazing. Ending today's podcast, I want to talk about an experience I have had this week, and that is me being blocked by Jay Cutler. My first ever celebrity blocking experience. It happened. I was blocked by a celeb. If you don't know, Jay Cutler was a football player. A lot of football talk today. What is in the water? Anyways, he played for the Chicago uh, Bears for a while. Bears? I don't know. I'm from Cleveland. I only know the Browns. Anyways, Jay Cutler was married to Kristen Cavallari for a long time. I realized that Jay Cutler had blocked me on Instagram because I was doing some TikTok videos and some Instagram videos about the Kristen and Craig drama. And one of my followers DM me and said, it's funny that Jay Cutler announced a new business today on his Instagram, like definitely knows, you know, when to make an announcement or whatever, like people are watching. And I was like, oh, I didn't see it. Let me go look. I type in the name. Nothing shows up. And I'm like, did he delete his Instagram? So I go to Google. I type in Jay Cutler Instagram. Nothing shows up. And I'm like, huh, am I blocked? So then I went on like my personal page and I typed in if Jay had Instagram. And what do you know? There in all his glory is Jay Cutler posting videos of his podcast and Pictures of chickens, which is like, I guess I'm not missing that much being blocked from Jay Cutler, but I'm like, why is Jay Cutler blocking me? So I messaged our dear friend, Justin Anderson, who you know is Kristen's best friend. He's a friend of the P-Tox pages. I was like, Justin, why did Jay block me? And this is what he said. He laughed and he said, join the club. He's obsessed with social media, watches everything and thinks it's cool to block. He's got a burner though. He's still watching. I'm like... Who is Jay Cutler in this world, a la Yolanda Hadid? But everyone's like, oh, it's because you talk about Kristen and Craig. I'm like, oh, me, Morgan Page, talks about his famous ex-wife that has 4.2 million followers who's been on reality TV for 10 years. I mean, I know she's not on it now, but you get what I'm trying to say. I'm not TMZ. I'm not Page Six. Like, really? You're going to get mad at an entertainment news correspondent for posting Instagram videos about your ex-wife and block me? Jay freaking Cutler? You're joking. What a petty Betty he is. Ooh. Jay Cutler, if you're listening, don't be such a crybaby, okay? Team Kristen, always. All right, you guys. That does it for this week's birthday episode of Morgan's Pop Talks birthday. It's your birthday. I got to go get ready because I'm wilding out tonight. You want to know what I'm doing? I'm going to the Cheesecake Factory. And that's the only plans that I have for my birthday. Make sure you leave a review before you go. If you're listening on Spotify, you can just give a little boop, boop, five-star rating at the top of the Morgan's Pop Talk pages. If you are on Apple, you can also do a star rating. You can also leave a review. I'm going to read some next week. So leave me a nice one if you want me to read yours. And thank you guys so much for all the birthday wishes on Instagram. Truly, 29 is going to be a great year. I'm looking forward to it. All right, you guys. We'll see you back next week. Bye. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. 
Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today.